to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share. And plus, you can follow the Joseph McGuire at Twitter or at Clovercrest Media, Podcaster Joe, or Clovercrest Media. You could follow us there and follow a lot more podcasts. It's not just sports. There's murder mysteries. There's a lot of things. We got to get a food thing. I think we have any food things going on there. I think we should get a food page going. We should. You know what? I, I mean, we, we should do. There should be a cooking show. I think Ted, Ted Eats should be a featured Ted? show that we're doing. Ted? He's, I'm sorry. I was wondering, waiting for it to post on Facebook. It oh, just finally posted. A what minute and a half later. What do you want? Phone, I heard you talking about phone stinks. We're trying to we're trying to help you out. You get a Ted Eats feature. Help yourself out, bro. See, this is what I try to do. I try to do good by him, and this is what I get. I what get do you want? Okay, what do you want? You want to talk food? What do you want? Unbelievable. Listen, all right, so what do you want? What do you want to talk about? Let's get back into is this, it. Is this how you're going to start with me? We're going to start? No. We got a lot going on. Like we said, we're just talking about food. Well, we're going to continue our food special this week. Well, we all oh, are Italian, so we're going to be doing our top five Italian dishes sponsored by Ted's Eats, plus... I did say we were going to be done with the top 10 list. Well, I'm sorry, guys. We got one more list, the final list. And then next week, we will start our AFC NFC preview, followed by our NFL football preview, because we are now 13 days away, guys, from opening night in Tampa Bay with the boys visiting the Buccaneers. I cannot wait for that. So we'll be our top 10 teams heading in to the 2021 season. And then we're going to talk about we haven't talked a lot about it, but we're going to talk about the two quarterbacks in the Big Apple because we are New York fans, and we have to talk about Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson. Who do we have more trust in? Is Everyone. it Daniel Jones, or could it be the rookie who has been impressing in preseason, Zach Wilson? A lot of pressure on Daniel Jones this year. Zach Wilson, he's been performing well. We'll talk about that, but we got to start off with, since we are New York fans, and there's a lot of good happening in New York. Enough with the good and the bad. We got to come up with some better words with the good and the bad. Especially in B. Well, Ted, you come up with it because you're the genius of the show. I don't know. Great. That was actually that was actually a big lie, Joe. Because Ted's not big. Ted doesn't have big Joe, words. His vocabulary is very limited. Shows the past five weeks, we got some good and we got some bad. Do we have anything else? You want the excellence? We'll talk about the excellence right Let's now. Let's talk about the baseball. The no, excellent not, and the mediocre. We're not talking about the New York Mets because the New York Mets have fallen apart and the New York Mets are performing like the New York Mets always do. So all you New York Mets fans, have another good season. Oh, you will be missing out on the postseason. Don't the bash them. It's not their fault. Oh, it's not their fault. It is their fault. It's your fault. If you're a Jets or a Mets fan, you deserve every misery that comes with it. You have the option to cancel your membership. If you want to stick around and 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 go through that misery every year, you're welcome to it. But you got to take the good with the bad. We're having a football (laughs) season, so Mets fans, get prepared for Jets season because, well, you might have some (laughs) – Hope for the future. Maybe not this year, but hope for the future with the Zach Wilson. But let's start off with the excellent play of the New York Yankees right now. 12 
straight games after the impressive, well, almost collapse last night, but finding ways to win. And I give this team a lot of credit because early on the season, there were ways that the Yankees were trying to lose games. Now the Yankees are delivering in big moments. Their big hitters are coming up clutch. The long ball is coming back into play for the Yankees. And Aaron Judge has delivered as consistently as this season. I just said during the pre-show that if it wasn't for Shohei Otani's incredible season and Aaron Judge's numbers were a little better, he's having great I'm, – I'm not, I'm not taking away from what he's been doing. But what he's – if his numbers were a little better, we'd be talking about Aaron Judge as a top three MVP candidate. That's how impressive he's been as a New York Yankee. But the New York Yankees are red hot. Maybe the hottest team in all of sports. I know there's not a lot of sports going on, but they may be the hottest team in all of sports. I know the Dodgers are playing well. The Giants are playing well. Well, the New York Yankees are in that conversation for maybe best team in all of baseball right now. But here's the thing. We only we haven't even hit September. It is August 27th, guys. The Yankees look great. Pitching-wise, they've been amazing since the post-All-Star break. And Joe gave us that stat last week, that impressive stat of the last 45 games have been under three ERA, which is really good. We'll take that any day. Oh, there we go. Really good. The offense has been delivering. Ted, I'm going to put you on mute. I'm going to cut you off because if you could come up with a big word, Ted, and I want you to, I want you to actually sound it out too. Then maybe we'll use your word. But until then, I got got a good word for you. Outstanding pitching. Now this was a picture I took two days ago. All right, look at that ERA. That's two point six one. That's what I'm talking about. They're streaking right now. They are. 19 and 3 in their last 22 games. They're almost scoring but six runs a game. To start the show off. I want to start the show off with that because they have been amazing, incredible. Maybe the best team in baseball. But, boys, I'll start with you, Ted, because you got the big mouth today. Are the Yankees peaking at the right time Absolutely. or too soon right now? Absolutely. Great time to be peaking. You want to be playing your best baseball at the end of the season. I don't need to wait till September. What do we need to wait for September for? This is September baseball. This is playoff baseball. Every game counts now. You look at the game last night against Oakland. Playoff baseball. You love stats. I love stats. Let's read them off. We got a 12 game. Joe doesn't love stats. That's okay. Joe's going to – I'm going to give the stats because then Joe's going to come back and he's going to compound them and he's going to rock them away. Wow, that was a big word for you. Good for you. Compounding, baby. Yeah. Yeah, we got to give him a golf golf clap for that one. That's nice. That's nice. So, we got a 12-game win streak. It's a beautiful thing. Something we haven't done in a long time. Trev, what was the year last time we did it? What was it? Oh, here is the stat I was just having. The Yankees, this is the first and the 11th time in franchise history that the Yankees have won 12 consecutive games in the first time since a 13-game winning streak, September 1st to the 12th. Listen to this, boys. 1961. 60 okay. years ago. Now, we've won 10 straight series that year. Probably. 1961? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yep. Natalie DiMaggio was on that team. Okay. 10 straight Natalie? series one. Oh, okay, Ted. I don't know. Uh, that Mar- Marison Mantle. Yeah, Ted. No, Marison wasn't on the team. It was Mantle and DiMaggio. Oh, no, 61. 61. Oh. Hey, did that some guy hit 61 home runs that year? This man, this man is yeah. out of his damn mind. Yeah. Yes, yes, he did. Uh, the guy I mentioned, Roger Maris. <laughs> and no, not for nothing, but you know what? It was uh, the Yankees had been on from 1927, literally to 1961. The the numbers are off the charts. It was starting in 62 uh, and basically went to 77, where those were some pretty poor Yankee teams. Okay, so what did I take this picture? 
Go on, I took this picture. So no, I took this picture two days ago. So I'm looking at it. We've done ten straight series win, first time since 1954. Unbelievable. I was actually surprised by some of these. You think about the history of the Yankees. Now we got to add the. Now we're 20 and four in August. That's a beautiful thing. 33 and 11 record in the last 43, 44 games. Best in Major League Baseball. And as Joe was saying before, and Trev, as you reiterated, 2.85 starters ERA in the last 43 games. I did not include last night's game in it. But listen, this is everything that Joe was talking about in April that you and me were bashing him about. He had faith in the Yankees, all this, and we're like, Joe, enough. No, with but the- there was a time. That, hold on, let's not give Joe all the credit. No, no, no. I'm not, listen, I'm not giving him credit. But there was a, he was more so on Don't the. Give on me the- credit. More, listen, I don't want on. credit. Listen, first, of, first of all, Joe was more so on the wagon. Trevor, you and me have talked about this off camera. Like, you know, Joe's a lover boy of the Yankees. And listen, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're, and we're listen. But oh, I didn't play. know that. What? But, yeah. Oh, no, really? Like, listen, you know, really? Yeah, you guys yeah. were doubting me behind <laughs> yeah. my back. Joe, Joe you've that... been doing this for like four years. You have this infatuation where you like can't get over Gary Sancho. Like he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Like the <laughs> Yankees are the best. Though. Like, hey, I, listen, I know he's, 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 he's bent. Even dad said it last night. He's bending his knees. He's going with the outside pitch. He didn't reach last night. He's hitting base hits. He's beating the shift. He's playing better defense. It's not great, but it's good enough. He's definitely deserving of the starting catching job. We know that. You know, all these things that we talk about that we bash about the Yankees about, you know, pitching and hitting and clutch and everything. They seem to be doing it right, and every night it's a different guy, which is amazing because I still think DJ has not even come to where he's half of where he was last year. He's still not playing great baseball, but he doesn't have to. Everyone else is picking the slack up. I still think he's a major And, and I'll put it this team. way. I think this team, I'll make the statement right now, I don't think we need Glaber back. I don't think the team that we currently constructed does not need Glaber back. He doesn't do anything more for the team that betterments the team. He's not a better defensive shortstop than the two guys that are playing shortstop. He's not a better hitter. He he was in the past. He wasn't wasn't this year, and he won't be because he's going to lose all his timing, and he doesn't hustle. He doesn't hustle even after he yells. I'd rather have a guy like Velasquez or Wade hustling down the uh, the base path. Put him at night. They make things happen and it makes this lineup dangerous. You have enough guys that hit for power and average and can move guys over. I think with Voight as the DH, with Rizzo and Velasquez and Wade and the team that's currently constructed, this team right now is the best team in baseball. I would not want to play this team right now in a, in a three-game series, even with – with the Dodgers having, you know, Kershaw and Buer and Scherzer, the Yankees are playing great baseball right now. Unfortunately, we just can't seem to catch the Rays because they don't lose right now. But well, it's, it's, it's a great time to be a Yankee fan considering the valley and the woes that we have been in for the first five months. They Think about it. Still four games back of the Rays. Joe, how do you feel? Do you feel that the Yankees are peaking at the right time or yeah, it hasn't, it's, it's perfect timing now because it's about to hit September. We're in that. This is it. This is where you have to deliver in these moments. Are they peaking too soon? Who says they're peaking? I mean, when, I mean, when they're winning this way, I mean, doing listen, all the right things. that's the thing when they're doing all the, that's right the things, scary part, you know, not for nothing. Uh, stolen base last night from Tyler Wade, a judge gets thrown out trying to steal. I appreciate the hustle. It worked out. They still won the game. Tyler Wade leads major league baseball in run scored as a pinch runner. He's done it eight times. That's the best in baseball this year. Tyler Wade's value is coming off the bench. The Yankees will be a better team when Glaber Torres gets back. 
because Glaber Torres is going to have to work himself back into this lineup. He's going to start a rehab assignment at AAA, and there's there's no timetable for when he has to come back. There's a guy that's dealt with COVID, dealt with some injuries now. There's no need to rush him back. Let him find the bat down at AAA because, again, this team is on fire right now. Here's the thing. And this is why I say, are the Yankees peaking? Because, I mean, look, a a 12-game winning streak is sexy, but 24-5 and in their last 29 games, there's no real reason to think that that's going to stop. Cole tonight, Kluber's back. Severino starting a rehab assignment. Again, James Tyone, not a great start yesterday, but that was a shock from where he's been. And, Trev, I meant to tell you this before. Do you know why Tyone struggled yesterday? Because I had just purchased his rookie card. It showed up at my house yesterday. So, of course, he has his worst start since April. That's like, how that goes. Like That's literally Yankees, how it goes. You're watching the Yankee game for the first time and watching them lose 14 nothing to the race. Oh, yeah. Dude, one of the only games I've gotten to watch start to finish was the, uh, uh, the game in Iowa. Come on. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I'm not even sure this Yankee team is peaking because you just recently got everybody back in that lineup. You just got Rizzo back into the lineup, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm not sure. Again, I, I'm not, I don't mean to say this team's going to win 25 in a row, but I think this stretch of more, way more wins than losses, 9-1, and 8-2 and two over 10 games, I don't think that that's going to end in the next couple of weeks. I think, if anything, this team, like Ted said, I wouldn't want to face this team right now. This team can beat you in so many ways. And they're they're bombing again. They're back to, to Bronx bombing it. But they're still stealing bases. They're still – I mean, again, what a great play last night from Wade with the stolen base, gets the third, scores. You couldn't write these things up any better. By the way, that was the Yankees' 71st game last night where it was decided by two runs or less. They have 48 wins. Both of those are the best in baseball, as is that 676 winning percentage. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, why I think that is so important. Going into the postseason, the Yankees tend to be on the opposite end of those close games. And to see this team consistently winning like they're doing, pulling Chapman out of a ninth inning when he gets in trouble. Last night, obviously, he looked great, got the job done. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, he did not throw a slider last night. It was all fastballs and one splitter. That's all yeah, he threw last they night. They probably so, yelled at him and said, enough already. If you're yeah, not coming your, in your best pitch, then then you're no good to us. This is Listen, we brought you in to throw 103 miles an hour. That's got to be his thing. Everything comes off the fastball. Because once they're looking 103 and then you come back with the 93-mile-an-hour slider or the splitter at 88, it, it, down low, left, right, it, 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 it's dangerous, especially if you can get it over the zone. So, yeah, and you have – listen, you always talk – you look you, th- you think fastball, you react to the breaking ball. So, if they're, if they're on the other way around, they're going to sit on your slider. And if it's flat, they're going to send it about 440 feet away. So, it looked good last night. Because I said it the other night. He just he, – no fastballs. Just like totally lost it, like had no confidence. How can a guy who that's what he's brought in to throw fastballs doesn't throw a fastball? I don't get it. So, no, but not for hey, nothing. Not for nothing. Way. I mean, when when you're a closer and you're in there throwing sliders, it, there's something wrong. You know, I mean, go go back to '96, Jim Leyritz, Mark Woolers. You don't want to you don't want to get beat on your secondary pitch. 
And for him to have been as reliant as he's been on the secondary pitches is concerning. But again, comes back last night. He's just throwing fastballs, dropped a splitter in there uh, and and looked absolutely great. And that's important, too, because a big concern for the Yankees, obviously, is that ninth inning. Uh, Not that there aren't a ton of options for guys who can serve that role. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the Yankees, I, I think the in the Yankees, Yankees case, so we have a bunch of guys, unlike a lot of teams. I think Wandy Peralta, who, hey, listen, people who were pissed off about trading Mike Tockman for Wandy Peralta, how's that move turned out? Pretty damn good. You got Green in there. I mean, we've we got guys that can save games. Abreu can save a game. I feel confident in it. There's enough yeah. guys that could save a game if we need to. Right. So you're confident in a guy like Abreu, but you're not confident in a guy like Jonathan Loisica. No, I love I love Johnny. I like Johnny. By the way, Wandy Peralta has stranded 16 of 19 inherited runners. That is an 84 percent conversion rate. It just, like it just feels like everything's clicking at the right time. All the pieces are starting to come back together. And even and I saw and I like to see Boone, who who we've bashed throughout this entire year for kind of just being going through the motions, kind of being a yes man. And uh, yeah, we're, we're just trying to go, you know, we're trying to just win games and yada, yada, the same old, the same old press conference last night, seeing him come out and terrible calls too, which were all balls. And for the the umpire, that's what ticks me off is the inconsistent with umpires and to see with Boone coming out, getting ejected. It's good. I need to see the fire. This is where the Yankees are at their best when they have that fire under their rear ends and they're ready to go. And then they're ready to say, hey, anybody wants to take us on, let's go. We'll take you all out. We're that talented. We've been the most talented team in the past four years. I don't care what anybody says. This is one of the top two, other than the Dodgers, been the most talented teams. And besides the Astros and maybe the Red Sox with that one year that the Red Sox had that historic World Series season, this has been the most talented team in baseball. Now, have they all, has it, Escalated into championships? No, it hasn't. But we still know how talented this team is. And to see now with the moves at the trade deadline, which I thought were not going to be as great, have had a huge impact on this team with Gallo and with um, and even Andrew Haney, who's been pitching well other than the first inning, and Rizzo before he pre-COVID. I mean, these are moves that the Yankees went all in, and the all-in move, has been working. And we talked about this, me and you, Ted, with the all-in approach in sports. Is it good to go with the all-in approach? Well, the Yankees felt like they were in desperation mode. They went all-in, going for Joey Gallo. Who cares about what they gave up? Going for Anthony Rizzo. Who cares what they gave up? It's panning out. It's working for them. And that's why the Yankees are in the situation that they are in. I know the Rays are up four games still in the AL East. It just shows how great the Rays have been still. But the Yankees right now are the hottest team in baseball. And they just went through an NL East team that was really hot too in the Braves, and they swept them and took care of business. Now they're playing the Oakland Athletics, who have been so consistent the past 20 years of baseball. They've always been in that tier of the AL, top tiers. To see them take care of business the way they did, it's just a, and it's 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 just a comforting feeling. That's what I would say. It's a comforting feeling to see the Yankees win the way they won last night. Yes, they almost blew the game but they find a way to win and that's what we didn't see early in the year and now it's translating into after the into late in the season and to victories and the Yankees right now are doing all the right things so as a Yankee fan so i got nothing bad to say so if i'm the Yankees so if i'm the Yankees tonight 
Voigt's my first baseman. Rizzo goes to the bench. Gardner goes to the bench. Sanchez becomes my DH. And Gallo, Judge, and Stan are my outfielders. That's how I would play it. I got. I want to keep Geary's bat in the lineup. Sorry. I want to. And what? I want to personally because of, what's it? Manea or how do you pronounce his last name? Um, I know I'm saying it wrong. The left, he's a lefty for the Oakland A's. He's their. Oh, Manea, it is. Oh, yeah, it is. I, I did yep. say it partially right. Um, but yeah, that's the way. I, that's the way I would look at it. I put Voida first because you want to play the righty lefty matchup. Gardner sits your rear end down on the bench. That's where you belong. Sorry, he's he's where he needs to be. One day a week player. He's he's done. I had a home run last night. Oh so. my god, one out of. Oh, I know. But everything's everything's just gelling together, and that's the biggest that's the biggest plus for me to see during this whole win streak that they're finding ways to win. The pitching's well. The offense is going is is starting to do what the offense has expected to be doing this entire season. So it's just a good feeling to see this nice run right now. They're peaking at a good time. Joe doesn't think they even have peaked yet. Because well, of all the injuries that well, are coming back. I have another day off until September 22nd. That's 27 games in 28 days. Well, good luck to the rest of the MLB trying to slow down this team because they're well, in the right. They're in the yeah. right mode. Here's what else is good. Let's get to the next point. Go ahead. No, go on. Finish your point. No, no boy, just, more thing. You got your one more thing. Let's hear. Uh, no one more. Th- no one more thing. My only thing was. You, we're playing the A's. If we can take care of business, playoff teams, you know, and I, and I know we're going to talk about it when that time comes, but September to me is really important. Um, and not just because of streaking, but also the opponents that we'll be playing, because I know Joe has referenced it multiple times throughout the season. We beat everyone else except for our division. And uh, that's a little worrisome. So, you know, as much as we're on cloud nine right now, we could we could be in Death Valley in the middle of September if we start, you know, struggling against our divisional opponents again, like we have throughout the season. Joe, you got one more thing for me on this? No, he'll well, save it. He'll save it. You got to save it. Let me give you a couple things here. Uh, I want to talk about somebody who I don't think gets nearly the credit that he deserves. Carlos Stanton has six hits in the sixth inning or later this season. That leads the Yankees. He's got 41 RBI with runners in scoring position. That also leads the Yankees. This guy's been stunningly productive all year. 11 home runs that have put his team ahead. That also leads the Yankees. I I think there's a lot of fans who still aren't sure that this guy's a great baseball player. He is because when he plays in the field. He's got to hit 50 home runs or it's not what they thought they were getting, which is such a ridiculous notion. Uh, He has been, I mean, has there been a moment where he's been in the outfield where he hasn't made a play or he's had a miscue? I I can't even think of one. Not not in the outfield, but I'll tell you one thing. You can tell his at-bats are better when he's in the field. I'm thinking the worst thing that the Yankees do to him right now is the DH. Playing him in the field is the best for Giancarlo Stanton and the best for the Yankees going forward without question of a doubt because it takes his mind off what happens if he does struggle and, and he focuses on the field. And, he, and, and people forget he wasn't, he wasn't, I mean, like the best gold glove right fielder in the league, but he was a really good outfielder for Miami. It, well, he was not like, you know, 
Kabi Gats. He, he was pretty. He was pretty good. <laughs> well, speaking of Kabi, no, no, people act like he's a statue out there. Like he can't. He can't run. He, I mean, I think I told you guys uh, uh, two years ago. I don't know if you remember this, but uh, his rate of getting to balls is actually higher than the major league average. Balls that he should get to, he gets to at a higher than uh, what the average rate is for a major league outfielder. So he's got range. He can he can move out there a little bit. Um, and he doesn't, he, again, hasn't made any miscues when he's been out there in the field. So uh, there really is no reason at this point why he shouldn't be in the outfield at least a few days a week. Well, speaking of Kabi Gods and miscues, well, we're going to move on to our next point. It's a guy that's been... Kabi Gats at times and has had a lot of miscues throughout his early end career. And that is Daniel Jones. We're talking about the New York quarterbacks right now because, yes, we are New York fans. And we really haven't talked a lot about the Giants. We haven't even talked a lot about the Jets. But there are two quarterbacks right now that, in different ways, face pressure. Daniel Jones, going into year three, faces maybe out of all quarterbacks in the NFL, with the exception of a few, face a great amount of pressure in this season because of the fa- because of what they've done. But do we have trust in him? That's what it comes down to. Do we have trust in Daniel Jones or do we have trust in the rookie? And I know it's a weird question because you're saying, well, he's a rookie quarterback. Why would I trust him? Well, he's looked good so far in preseason. I know it's preseason, but for a team that's going to be very bad this year, already dealing with injuries, losing their two top defensive ends, their offensive line is a bit struggling. This man has been performing well. He's come into preseason. He's been better than ex- better than advertised. I didn't think that, that Zach Wilson would come in and deliver that he's been the way he's been playing in this preseason. And he's coming up in a big way for the Jets. And it's one of the main reasons why the New York Jets selected him number two overall. And even to the point that Joe had him as one of the top 10 most pressured players coming into this season because of that pick. Well, Zach Wilson has delivered for the Jets in preseason. Again, I know it's preseason. Let's not get all crazy about it. We want to see what he does in the regular season. But do we trust Daniel Jones or Zach Wilson more right now? Joe, I'll start with you on this. I mean, it should be Daniel Jones. That's the key word you said. It It should should be. be. It really should be. But there's going to be a but on that. Of course there's going to be a but. And here's the thing. uh, You know, we talked about this on John with the G-Men the other night. This offense, the last time we saw the New York Giants offense on the football field, do you you remember what happened? Yeah, Wayne Goldman almost blew our chance to. uh, Right. Wayne Goldman recovered a fumble with his ass. (laughs) So the Yankee, uh, the Yankee. So the Giants could win only to be eliminated a few hours later from contention. So the last time we saw the offense, it didn't look great. It wasn't a thing of beauty. The idea that this there's only three preseason games and we haven't seen not only any of the offensive starters, we've barely seen anybody. And I find that shocking. I find that frustrating for me as a Giant fan, for a guy that has a lot of – that's coming in that has high expectations and, and needs to, to perform – for this team to do well for him. To what not are the Giants well, getting, by the way, out, out of out of having Brian Lewerke out there running their offense? What 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 benefit is that to the New York Giants that yeah. that guy's out there running your offense? Who is that benefiting? 
Th- these games have been so far, in my opinion, from a scouting standpoint for the for the Giants, they've been useless. They've been worse than useless. You're not getting again. Why? Why? Why not have Mike Glennon go out there and play? Did I not send you guys something? At the very least, I mean, my God! Again, what are you? You're. you're what are you trying to do? Strengthen your scout team for Christ's sake? That makes no sense. Meanwhile, you're right. Zach Wilson's out there slinging up and down the field. And I also give credit to teams like the Patriots, Belichick. I give credit to teams like the Chiefs. I know people have been like, why is Patrick Mahomes playing? Well, because, first of all, he's got a whole new offensive line, so he wants to get the chemistry in. He wants to work that all out, get the kinks out now before they get into the, uh, the regular season. So I give Andy Reid give him the credit and the respect of what he's doing. He wants to see his team perform and go out there. I like that. There's a reason why the Chiefs have been to the AFC title game or to two straight Super Bowls. They've been at the top notch of the NFL the past three, four years. There's a reason why they've been in this situation. And there's a reason why the New York Giants have a 36 winning percentage since 2014. They want to be the biggest strokes of franchise since that time, other than the Browns, the Jets, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Browns are going in the right direction. The Jets, Jets have a few years, and the Jacksonville Jaguars have a few years until they get to where they hopefully get, which is competing for championships. The Giants, the Giants are different because the Giants are one of the most well-respected franchises in all the sports. So for them to be like a laughing stock for this long, to see them with the way their preseason is going, it's incompetent old men who don't know what the hell they're doing. This is first of all. The question is, do you trust the quarterbacks? I don't trust either of them. Don't trust either of them, okay? Zach Wilson, I think, will eventually be fine. If you watch the preseason, he looks good. He might be the best rookie quarterback we've seen so far in preseason. The problem with him is his best offense lineman and left tackle, Becton, is fat, slob, overweight, and and has lost his ability to protect for him. Came in, what, like 30 pounds overweight? I mean, last year, first couple games, he was like, oh, man, this guy's the real deal. They, the Jets hit it like a, a diamond, diamond in a rough. Well, yep. he's sloppy. Their offensive line is okay. The biggest question is, it shouldn't be which quarterback. Which offensive line do you trust more? That should be the better question. Because I don't know if you saw him get up. And this is nothing against the question, Trev. I'm just referencing why I'm saying that. Because, just just because, to go. No, 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 no. Listen to my point, idiot. <laughs> The point is, if the offensive lines, whatever offensive line you think or you have more faith in, is the one that will have the quarterback will have a better season. Because I don't have trust in these quarterbacks because I don't trust either offensive line. I Listen, both teams have skill players. The Jets made moves. The Jets drafted the running back out of North Carolina, who I think is going to be a really good fantasy pickup late in the rounds if you're looking for Michael a sleeper. Car- Michael Carter. You got Carter. Corey Davis, Denzel Mims. He can't stay healthy, but if he can't stay healthy, he'll be a nice piece. They have pieces on the outside. They have some. They have personnel. They're better than they were oh, the last couple years. Rookie receiver Elijah Moore. I, cool. I know. Very good. Yeah, yeah. but he can't, as we've talked about this, when Eli Manning was a quarterback, he can't throw the ball when you're looking at the stars. Okay. Oh, Here's a little something. I didn't send it to you guys. I meant to, but I didn't send it to you. Here's something, because it was an article about Kyle Rudolph. I had just come back from uh, surgery, who the Giants picked up, who was supposed to be on. He was on the the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. He's supposed – he's uh, listen, a veteran guy that was supposed to help the offense out. 
Don't tell me to hurry up. Shut up. Oh, let me well, get to my have... point. Don't worry about it. All right? I'm on a roll. Let me go. <laughs> what I'm saying is That's another guy that was supposed to help the Giants, right? If, if Everett Ingram can catch a block, we got Kyle Rudolph, a guy who's been there before. But here's what I see. The Giants have more firepower on the sideline than they do on the field. Also missing time with Rudolph been uh, Kenny Galladay hasn't practiced in the last three weeks. Hamstring. John Ross, that's supposed to be speed, hasn't practiced hamstring. Kadarius Tony, undisclosed injury, also dealt with COVID. And running back Saquon Barkley with a knee injury. So, this offense with the Giants, if we're going to talk about the Giants for two seconds. Daniel Jones got all these pieces, right? You're in the bakery or in the kitchen. You got the knives, you got the sharper tools, you got the cutting board. I got no meats. I got nothing to play with. You can't work the tools if you got nothing to cook. This giant team is in trouble. All right. You Joe went to the point where why is Daniel Jones not playing? I didn't know where I didn't know he was the next Aaron Rodgers. Yep. I mean, I know practices are important this year, but where is Daniel Jones? Yeah. He's nowhere even near the top 20 quarterbacks in this entire league. Hasn't stayed and it's healthy. Not, uh, Teddy, Teddy, it's not like we, we're hearing that he's lighting it up in practice either. Exactly. He's I'm not, even, not even hearing good stuff this, from practice. There's no I reason hear. his action. I, hear Mac, I hear Mac Jones is going 35 for 40 against the Giants defense. Listen, how is our offense supposed to build chemistry when the five main pieces that are supposed to be our starting offense are on the sideline? How is Galladay and Daniel Jones supposed to build a rapport? That takes years, time, practice. We might as well go back to COVID-19 because that's what the Giants' offense is. We got no rapport with our number one receiver, all right? Our number two or three, who knows where they are? Our first-round draft pick, who we probably should have took an offensive lineman who we didn't need to get here. So he's got COVID. He's got an injury. Who knows if he'll be ready? Our best player, our most offense, is coming off a torn ACL. Who knows if he'll be ready for week one, all right? We don't know if Evan Ingram has worked on his catching ability. We don't know if our backup tight end is going to be ready for week one. Tell me where this Giants offense is. And here's another thing. Trev, did you see get up the other day? Did you see the, Did you see Lewis Riddick? Mm-hmm. Where, where do you look at the Giants offensive line and be like, that's our starting guy. That's our guy. Who? Is Solder the guy? I don't even know if he's playing. Pert looked like he was in Wawa land last week against the Browns before I was in Wawa land. We lost our best offensive lineman, Zeitler. Who do we replace him with? I don't know. Do you know? Shane Wamil got hurt. I don't know if he's the starting left guard. Is he good enough? The six-round draft pick, is he good enough? Who's our center? And the one guy that we thought was good, the left tackle, he might have been the worst offensive tackle of the four rookies last year. So who who's our offensive line? Who's blocking for Saquon if Saquon's running? Who's protecting for Daniel Jones? Who? Where is this offense going to be when we play Denver in week one? Because all I know is when I look at Denver, it doesn't matter if Teddy Bridgewater is a quarterback playing half the game or if Drew Locke, they're putting 30 points up a game. And they got a, they got Melvin Gordon. They, didn't they drop the running back, Javante Williams, out of North Carolina? Don't they have, like, Jerry Judy and Corbin Sutton and, and K.J. Hammer? The Giants better be ready. Because they might get smoked in the first week, and we might be looking at an 0-4 start and being like, there we go again. Because that's that's my confidence level. I have no idea. I don't know who's protecting for Daniel Jones. I don't know who's running the ball. I don't know who's catching the ball. I don't know who's running the show. Now, it said the starters are going to play minimum first half against this week. Oh, great. We'll be. But who's he, who's he throwing the ball? Is Gallaudet playing this week? Is Tony playing this week? Who's he throwing the ball to? The, guy, the six, seventh, and eight receivers who are going to be in 
I'm playing shopping my groceries and stop at shopping a week? Who, who are they? Because they're not going to be playing. You can't build a rapport with the starters when they're on the bench. The only way to build a rapport is to actually practice. Yeah, I, I, I just I, – it's it's actually – I keep texting when I hit you guys up the past couple of weeks watching the past couple of preseasons game and seeing no Daniel Jones not playing is absolute blasphemy. Like, why is he not playing? Why? Why is he not playing? I'm sorry. Is he already – he's – I know you guys have faith in him and you said that's your guy. Okay. Well, I, let him go out and practice. Let him go out and play against guys. I don't care if it's against second or team third, third team guys. If he can, And I always say this. If he can't perform against those guys, what makes you think he's going to perform against first team guys? Let me put, let me put this way. The Giants had an opportunity the last three years to, to, hold on. to protect D'Angelo Jones and make this team better. I would rather have you, me, and Joe, Joe playing tight end and you being our H-back and me being the receiver than the, all the skill guys we have because if we can't protect and we can't run the ball, it ain't going to mean sh- squad douche. Okay? That's, that's exactly what it's going to mean. We could have draft, drafted a better lineman last year. We drafted the worst offensive lineman of the four. Could have drafted a lineman this year, Rashad Slater. Now, I haven't read any reviews on him or any reports, but I'm assuming he's better than some of the guys we have. We could have traded for Orlando Brown. I would have rather have him as my starting left tackle than Andrew Thomas and move Andrew Thomas to right tackle. Then at least you have some security on our offensive line. All I was going to say is if Joe was going to be the tight end, Joe better know how to hold the damn ball right because we ain't having no fumbles. I had to get that in. I, Joe, I, I had to get trying that. to secure the Joe, football. I'll never let you live that down. That picture popped, of you holding the ball. Okay, from you know behind. What I'm about, Joe's picture of him holding the ball. Yeah, and you've seen the picture. Ted, you know what I'm talking about? You've seen it. It's the picture of me from high school lighting it up and the balls popping up. He's holding a chicken wing. He's holding a chicken wing. It looks like I'm carrying home a loaf of bread from the market. No, you know what it looks like you're carrying? A big loaf of coleslaw. (laughs) (laughs) But no, all kidding aside, to see this right now that finally the Giants starters are going to get some time, and it's week three in the final preseason game. There's no week four. This is the guy, Daniel Jones, that out of maybe other than Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, he's probably the one quarterback that faces – more pressure or greater pressure than maybe anybody in the league besides those two guys Jack due Prescott. to the fact that Jack. at least we know, hold on, that we at least know Baker, yes, has the supporting cast around him and has a championship-type team around him. Lamar is the same situation. Lamar's not going anywhere. Daniel Jones is either eight or nine games away from either being our franchise quarterback or being another hitter, another what-if, another guess-what, guys, Dave Gettleman's gone, and we're getting a new we're getting a new GM. We might even get a new coach. Who knows if the, if they if the new GM if that's what happens? And we have to go back to the drawing boards again. Go back to step one and go find another quarterback. That's what but I Trav- want to see. I don't Trav- need to see that because hold on, because we've seen enough damn losing as a New York Giant fan. This is a proud franchise. This isn't the Jets. This okay. isn't the Browns. This isn't the Texans. This isn't the Jaguars. Okay, this is the New York Giants. Uh, it's 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 the original six teams from the beginning. Jeff, let's stop acting like the Giants are good. Okay, I'm not they, saying that. I know, but I'm here's trying the thing. to say as a franchise. Oh, I understand the franchise and seeing the situation that we're losing. Hold on, I just let you go for five freaking minutes and I didn't say a word. So shut your damn mouth, okay? 
this is what I'm just trying to say. Is that this is a proud franchise. This is a proud franchise. And to see them in the situation that they've been in since 2011-12, that have been one of the laughingstocks of the NFL, and I'm sorry, they should be playing their starters. There is not a t- This is not a championship-caliber team. Hell, this may not even be a playoff-caliber team. They need to get their starters. They need to get reps because in two weeks, you're playing a Denver Broncos team. Yes, they have their own situation at quarterback. They already figured out who it's going to be. It's going to be Teddy Bridgewater, but a talented, talented Denver Bronco team and a tough schedule to start. And there's a lot of pressure on Daniel Jones. He's got nine games left to figure out if he is the future or is he just another bust. Yeah, because they better be ready to block Von Miller and Bradley Chubb coming off the end all day long. Um, and Denver's defense will be top five this year, if not the best defense in football. Put that down on your book. Here's another thing, Trev. The only thing that I have a problem with you saying with pressure about Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson, and I threw in Dak Prescott as you were screaming, they all have good offensive lines. That takes pressure off the quarterback. And I was just thinking about this as you were yelling – Tell me a good team that's made the playoffs with a bad offensive line. I was trying to think, like, even the Saints, the Saints, the Chiefs, the the Patriots, the Patriots. The Steelers had a pretty good offensive line. The Ravens, the Browns have a good offensive line. The Giants had a good offensive line when they made the Super Bowl. But I'm not talking about 10 years ago. I'm talking recently. I'm just thinking about this. The Chiefs and the Patriots. I mean, the Chiefs and the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks fix their offensive lines, both in the Super Bowl. Cowboys, I know that you can talk about the Cowboys – Bad, but good offensive line. Let's see. The 49ers, good offensive line. Seattle, they have a bad offensive line. Not bad. I mean, not not awful, but it's not great. But 49ers, the Rams have a good offensive line. But teams that are successful have good offensive lines. I don't look at this Giants offensive line. I'd be like, where would you rank the Giants offensive line in, in the NFC East? Might be third, might be fourth. I, I, I don't know if the Giants even have – I, Giants might have the worst offense line. Now, Giant yeah. fans might go, you're crazy. What are you talking about? Tell me what guy real you look at the Giants offense line and go, that's a confident guy. That's that, a if it's third and one, if it's third or fourth and one, I can run behind. I don't know who that guy is. Who's that more? Giant fans are morons, so. No, no, listen. Stop, talking, stop saying that. Every fan is a moron because everyone is – is Joe, what do, you, what do you got to say? Joe's been silent for – we got to get Joe away. I feel bad. Joe's been just there just looking through no. – looking at his coleslaw. Don't feel Stop. bad. Yeah, I just ordered some coleslaw for after the show. I'm very excited yeah, bull, about bull, that. Bologna. Shut up! Put it to you like this. If the Giants win the Super Bowl this year, you'll never see another starter on any team play in the preseason again. Listen, it will have not- been decided by the great Joe Judge that it's useless. Here, here's for me. I, I I mean, Joe Judge has to explain this at some point. And, and if there's one thing about Joe Judge I don't like, it's that he's kind of a dope. Uh, and, and he says a lot of things, and he doesn't really ever explain or back up what he's doing. Yeah. He's very Dave Gettleman in his approach. And I hate Dave Gettleman. So... That's such a mean word, Joe. Just say you dislike It is him. a mean word. It is, him. especially because the guy had cancer. You strongly, you, know? dislike, you strongly dislike him. I do. I, I do. And it borders it borders on hate. Um, it's like bad coleslaw for me. It doesn't get any worse. 
No, you know what it's like? No, you know what it's like? We have Joe, Joe, you know what it's like? Eating that sandwich on the beach and the bread's all soggy. And you're like, damn. There you go. That's exactly what it is. The giant, again, when I say, you know, my, the fact Mike Glennon isn't in there throwing the football over. I mean, and, and not just because it's Mike Glennon, but if you're not going to, if you're not going to play your starter at all, my God, why not your backup? Or are you going to carry a third quarterback? Who, who would that guy be? Maybe that's the guy that's out there. The, the Giants are literally running out there. Guys that will be on maybe practice the practice squad. Mm-hmm. So they've gotten nothing out of the preseason at all. Nothing. Well, for what we've seen, we don't know what's going on in the game scrimmage because supposedly the last week against the Browns, Joe Judge said they had a lot of good work, a lot of productive work with the inner game scrimmages, starters, one-on-one. So but he maybe- always says that. He I always know. says that. I bet you if you ask Joe Judge how they're going to finish this year, he's going to say he's going to tell you they're going to win a Super Bowl because that guy's so delusional it's not even funny. Well, he's the, the ultimate coach where it's like, you know, you you lose thirty five nothing. He's like, well, you know, a couple of adjustments right in the game. No, you're not. It sounds like no, you're not. You got sounds, blanked. Come on, that you sounds got like dominated a couple of a couple of adjustments. You is that what you saw? You're watching this game tape back, and you're like, "Oh man, well that Joe, play that there, that, like, and we want to win the game." No, that sounds that's like insane. It sounds like Aaron Boone in the beginning of the year. That's how it, it, sounds. it sounds like Aaron Boone, who's another one that constantly rubs me the wrong way. You're in New York. You're you're dealing with the New York media. You've got to be a little more media savvy than these two doofuses are. No, you got, like, not, no way. Don't you dare say you've got, You're do both doofuses. <laughs> They're both what mid forty white guy. Ah, ah, I don't have to say. I don't have to say what what's going no, on. It's, it's delusional. It does nothing to calm the fan base down. It only stirs up the media even more. And so, in essence, Boone and Judge create more havoc There's for their teams life. than if they were if they were able to take on the media like Joe Torre did back in the day, like Bill Parcells did back in the day. Where you 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 make the media work for you, not the other way around. Let me close out with this, DJ. There's a lot. I don't I don't trust him as of right now. At this current day, I haven't trusted him since the Giants took him a couple years ago. I need to see it. Zach Wilson. The good thing about Zach Wilson is he's been performing well in preseason. There's going to have a lot of struggles for this team because the team around him is not very good. Is not a is not a winning caliber team, but he is going to do his thing, and I I think Zach Wilson will be fine. He's got a few more years. Daniel Jones, he's got eight or nine games left. I need to see it, and hopefully we see no, him. No, he's got he's got seventeen games because who are they going to do? They're going to start Mike Glennon. No, the play, no, my point was I always answer this is he's going to play the whole season out, but they're going to be looking for another. Let me quarter. let me tell you something. I I want to be very clear here. I I don't need I don't need for my own satisfaction Saturday night or Sunday like oh I got to see Jones or this is to to me this is for them right I, I I feel like Daniel Jones needs some game action because typically in games he kind of sucks so, so to have a game presented to you with another football team before your season starts and you're like nah we won't play the guy. I think that's a waste of time. I don't care how hard or how good you're practicing. 
or one week of good practices, what that means in, in the grand scheme of things. There, there's We talk about this, especially with rookies, there's nothing like the speed of an NFL game, and it takes some getting used to. Can I ask you guys a question? And I, I just, Teddy, I don't believe Daniel Jones can play one quarter this weekend and be ready for the season. If I did, I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. I don't feel good about it at all. Yeah, I'll be shocked, especially if, because here's my biggest thing. Even if he's not playing in the preseason games, he's going to play. For me, the guys I mentioned when I was going on my rant about no building, no um, unity. You know, Gallery's not in there, so he's not running around. So, Joe, you know, when it's third and seven, we're going to run that uh, back backside fade. The timing, you know what I mean? You know, when you watch some of these guys, it takes time. Like, even the Buccaneers who won the Super Bowl, and you listen to any of those guys talk, it took them till after the bye week when Brady started talking about Aaron's about Brady said, let me implement some of my stuff. We'll still keep some of your stuff and then start working. The, and it took time. And this is a guy that's the greatest quarterback of all time. And you're talking about superstar receivers. So when you're talking about a good quarterback like Daniel Jones, to not be able to build any unity with any of these guys. And I'm, the reason why I say this, Trev, I, I said good, because I think that's where his peak is. He's not building no unity with these other guys. My question was going to be when I before I got into this was, and this is for you and Joe, and then you, Trev, you can finish off to whatever you want to. Do you think the Giants will regret not taking Justin Fields or taking one of those quarterbacks who could have? Because here's I, as much as I can't stand Max Kellerman, he and he's a big Giant fan, and he speaks up for the Giants a lot, a lot more than any other people do on ESPN. But he said Daniel Jones can be a very good quarterback. But he goes, that's where I think his peak is. He goes, I, I believe that Justin Fields, though, with the right unit and the right chemistry, can be a great quarterback. I mean, you know how I feel about Fields. I think Fields, I would have loved to seen Fields go on to the Giants. I think any team that passed on him is going to regret passing on Justin Fields. I think he's going to be a star. You just give him a couple, just give him more learning. You, you got a good system in place with Matt, Matt Nagy. I think Fields can really flourish in Chicago. I think that I would have loved to seen Fields as a New York Giant because I'm, I'm biased. I'm an Ohio State guy, and I love Fields. I think he's going to be a star. He was a star at Georgia, and Georgia screwed that whole thing up. And then he went to Ohio State and, and really got to show off his talents. And I think he's going to do that with Chicago just with the right amount of time. They're going to have their fi – they're finally going to have the franchise quarterback that they've been desperately looking for. I would have loved to see the Giants get fields, but I knew they weren't going to. Yeah, listen, um, we talk about Pat Mahomes being in Kansas City and, and if he had gotten drafted anywhere else, what things would look like. And I think we all pretty much agree that it, it, we wouldn't be talking about Pat Mahomes the same way if he wasn't where he needed to be. I still I think, think he'd Justin, be exceptional. I still think he'd be exceptional, but he'd not be ex as sure. Well, we don't yeah. know that. We Listen, know that. I, I agree. Look, he's got the skill set that he would be really good everywhere. But well, I look at like Alex Smith, and then and then you have Mahomes. Alex Smith was a really good quarterback. He won you eleven games. But then there's a difference. Then you got Mahomes. You know what I mean? There's guys that are really good, like Mike Glennon. <laughs> And then there's guys that are better. It's the nature of the ball. It's the nature of the ball game. Trev, we talked uh, about this before with college football. Jake Fromm was a really good college quarterback. Yeah, Justin Fields was a I've said this a thousand times about Daniel Jones. I do not believe Daniel Jones will become the greatest quarterback of all time. I I, I can say that with a hundred percent 
confidence. I don't know that this guy will ever make a Pro Bowl. That's bad. I don't. I I don't think it matters. The Giants don't need a Pro Bowl kind of quarterback. They never have. You know, Eli. Phil Sims, Eli. I'm, I'm sure they made a handful of, uh, but it, it doesn't matter. Because that's not what the giant quarter and they and it's never been this way from Phil Sims well, in, in maybe my lifetime. Need to start changing it because Phil Sims and, and Eli Manning are were real true men here. Daniel Jones couldn't hold their jock straps either of well, those guys. Listen, but he's, all he's, he's got to do Danny win Cannell. one Super Bowl. He's got to win uh, two Super Bowls and and he matches those guys and so yeah. he, he can do that. He Look can do that friend. with a running game and he could do that with defense and he could do it being a Jeff Hostetler where you're throwing for 20 touchdowns and five interceptions. If you don't turn the ball over, you're handing the ball off to Barkley. This de- the Giants could, could be a really good team if Daniel Jones stops giving the other team the ball three to four times a game. That's a big if. But let's, so- it's not a big, that's not a big if. That's, uh, fumbling is, is, is a very – Daniel Jones is not a moron. If Dwayne Haskins or Jameis Winston was struggling with the ball, with fumbling, I would say hopeless. You'll never teach those two clowns how to figure things out. Daniel Jones isn't stupid. They can teach Daniel Jones how to hold on to the football. A better offensive line would certainly go a long way towards a lot of those turnovers going away, but they're a big problem. But Peyton Manning had the same big problem at this point in his career. You've seen the numbers. They're they're strikingly similar not to Eli to Peyton so I think Daniel Jones he's got a lot of questions to answer and the number one question is can you not turn the ball over and then two can you start converting those close games to wins he's gonna have to do that at at least 10 times this year Oh, I'm glad you brought up the number 10 because this week is going to be our final, final week of top 10 list and is our top 10 teams going into the 2021 season. And for all the Giant fans, FYI, no, the New York Giants are not on any of our top 10 lists. So I'm sorry. Wrong list for that. Maybe they'd be at the bottom of a top 10 list of the worst teams. Well, we're going to do the top 10 best teams currently right now and i'm going to start off with joe because we know we get to our food portion ted always starts off so here is joe's top 10 teams currently in the nfl joe no saints joe no saints i don't like the saints i like the, i mean they their defense is fine i'm really worried about uh the turnover machine in Jameis winston He's looked good so far, but and I was gonna say uh, Titans over Colts. You like the Titans over the Colts? Was that? I do like the. I I, obviously uh, Tannehill. uh, uh, I think has COVID. Did I read that right? Yeah, Yeah. they have nine players and coaches staff. Yeah, that's a little worrisome. I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt right now. I, I thought look, strongly I about um, Arizona teams. being at number 10, no. and, and, and I did settle on the Niners. I I don't have a problem with this list at all. I Joe, don't see... Joe I, like, I like what you're working with. This might have been your uh, – your This good... might be your best football list you've had. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm trying. I the only thing I would – the, the only thing I had I the would... Giants fourth, and then I took them out. I was like, no, they won't like this the list. The only thing I would possibly – No, you put them at six. <laughs> They're six? No, there is no – 
Uh, if I slipped him in at six, Ted wouldn't even have noticed. Exactly. Uh, I would. I would. I would personally flip the 49ers and Titans. My own preference, but that would be it. That's only my opinion. But I can I live with a, that. Joe, I don't have a problem with this list. I think the Bucks and Chiefs. I think the Bucks are the best team of football because, well, they're the champs. I mean, the Chiefs. If you don't have, if you don't have the Chiefs or Bucks, one or two. I mean, I think yeah, that's a one A one B sitch. Yeah, those are the two most complete teams in the NFL. I like that. I like that you have Baltimore. Higher than Cleveland. I do like that. I did not actually. So I'm kind of peed off that I did that. I'm gonna to go to my list now. We're gonna I think me and Joe had the exact same teams in the list too. Nothing no, you have Brown, Browns for I just my thing with the Browns is they have all the pieces. It's just it basically I can't believe you have the Browns in front of the Packers and Rams. I don't like what the Packers did this offseason. Yeah, they got Aaron Rodgers back, but their biggest move was AJ, I mean Randall Cobb. And they didn't do anything. They lost Jamal Williams. Didn't do anything in the draft. That gets me going. Yes, you get Aaron Rodgers back, of course. You knew he was going Ted, you said he was going to be back. But that doesn't change the needle for me. I've seen what the Packers are. They've peaked at their highest level. They are an NFC championship, and that's it. And I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. I just don't see it. I'm sorry. Unless Aaron Rodgers goes literally Superman like he did last year and throws for a million touchdowns, and, and, and they give him the ball, actually, on a fourth and three instead of kicking a field goal. And then okay, but I've seen what the Packers are. I love the Ravens. I, I put the Browns because the big moves that they made there, they might be the most complete team in football. Baker's just got to do his thing. He's had a, he had a phenomenal season last year. He has to branch off and build off of that. And I think he will. And then the Bills, I say the Bills because, well, they were in the AFC title game and Josh Allen got the big contract. Their offense is going to be just as good as last year. And their defense has always been top notch with Sean McDermott as the coach. I love the 49ers. I think they're going to be a top 10 team. Only reason why they were so bad last year is because they were dealt with not just the COVID bug, but the injury bug. And the Titans offense, it's going to be one of the best offenses in the league. Seattle, I really didn't want to put Seattle in, but I give it because Russell Wilson is just that damn good. And I know that he's he's never had a losing season. And he's always been, it seems well, like. That and you and Joe believe that they have the two best defensive players in football and, uh, you know, uh, the safety and the. I don't Bobby think Wagner. they're the two best defensive players in football. Yeah, you got you, Joe. Well, but remember, Fred Warner was better than Bobby Wagner. You, got, you, got, you know what I'm going to notice? I don't know. I got. I, don't, I haven't looked at my list, but in your two lists, you guys have at least one team from every division except for the NFC East. Yeah, because the NFC East is garbage. All right, next. Joe, you got anything to say about Trevs? No, I love it. His list was very impressive. (laughs) It's the same list as Joe. It's just different. Let's see what Ted. Yeah, I think he was a little aggressive on the Browns, but I, I don't, I don't blame him. I listen. I I don't blame you. To me, that order in there that that didn't that didn't matter. And and in the end, I I do think that there it is possible the Browns do better than the Ravens. Good news, guys, for all people that are watching. Ted has the number six in his top 10 this week. So we got, a full, we got a full time. I don't like that you have the Rams that high. I do not think the Rams are that Ooh. high. I don't think they're better than the Bills. I certainly don't think they're better they than are, the Packers. They are definitely better than the Bills. Bills have they no are, how, how, give, give, give me the reason. Because the Bills don't have a pass rush. Who's the pass rush for the Bills? Who's their running back? Josh Allen can't be your leading rusher on their football team. That's Please, not That, that doesn't Rams. make them better. So the Matthew Rams Stafford are more complete is- team. The, the Rams can wind up and go, I got the best pass rusher and defensive player in football in Aaron Donald, and I can take your number one and shut him down with Jalen Ramsey. And then I have I have a legit the second best team in the NFC. Huh? They're not even the best second yes, team. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. 
Speaking of, you only have four teams in the AFC in your entire top ten list. Well, I took out number. I took out the number ten team, who was the Steelers. I don't think the Saints are a top ten team. I think Jameis. Yeah, having Jameis as the quarterback is probably the best bet for them. They still have a top five offensive line. They still have one of the three best running backs and playmakers in Alvin Kamara. Who's their receiver? Doesn't matter. They never. Who's been ever their receivers? Really, honestly, who's been there? Marcus Marcus Colton, Devery Henderson, I know. Um, It doesn't matter. They'll still find ways. Sean Payton develops plays just now. Yeah, because guess what? They had a Hall of Fame quarterback. Jameis Winston. They don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think the the best thing that Jameis Winston's got is Sean Payton. He's gonna. It's gonna be. You're gonna see a whole new Jameis Winston this year. That division's gonna be a runaway. The Bucks will and win no Titans, season. huh? You don't think the Titans are are a top ten team? The top ten offense, not a top ten defense. Who's their defense? Think, and, and, and they have a weak special teams. They have they have a kicker that misses way too many kicks. I think they, they have, have a problem on special teams. They don't have a good kicker. The Saints have a really good kicker and and Will Watts. Oh, did you, know he's, did you know he's actually? Yes, I know right now, and Alex Rosas has been the kicker. Okay, just, well, I'm just very aware of it, my friend. Very aware of it. Oh, well, I just wonder because you said they had one of the best kickers. Well, they don't because Aldrich Rosas sucks. Uh, but he was. I think, we, I think me and Joe are going to come to an agreement that you have the worst top 10 list. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I think it's a little sketch. Nope. It's actually pretty good. He said, nope. <laughs> he said, nope. He said, nope. It's actually pretty good. Rams are better than the Packers. You agree, right? No. No? You just said the Packers didn't do nothing. They just saw the Pro Bowl center and Corey Winsley. They didn't do anything. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, wait, 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 wait. How many games did the uh, Saints win last year? Uh, 11. 12. 11 they, 12? Were 12 and, they were 12 and 4. Yes. No, no. Are and you sure? They were. I'm looking Packers, at it right now. They were 12 were and four. And Packers were 13 and three. Yeah, the yeah, Saints they, were the two seed. The Saints were the two seed. Saints finished the game ahead of uh, Tampa, who was 11 and five. The Titans were 11 and five, and are returning everybody. Their offensive line will be better too. Their defense might be suspect. I, I, again, for I, I agree with Trev. Like, and you know, Teddy, you know, I like I prefer to agree with Joe, you. Joe, can I tell you something? I actually had yeah. the cold. I actually had the Colts first. Then I, took I, the Colts I wouldn't out. be angry with that either. I, I, I think I think the Colts are Titans over the Saints easily. Because I looked at the Colts better than the Titans because they have a better defensive line. They have a pass rusher and DeForest Buckner and other guys. They have a, a stout middle linebacker, Darius Leonard, and they have a good secondary. They have a better offensive line, I think, the Colts, or just as good. They And here's the thing. Their running back is going to be a beast this year. The Colts running back. And they and oh, they have Taylor. John, yeah, I was drawing blank. I knew you were gonna help me out with that one. I got you. I always love this I, I would I take the Colts here over the Saints, but definitely the Titans. I wouldn't put the, the, Col- I wouldn't put the Colts in my top ten because of the whole Carson Wentz situation. I, I that's that's just a concern for me. And I, I thought about putting the Steelers. I thought about putting the Steelers at ten because I'm like, yeah, I know they lost their offensive line, but they got Najee Harris. You still have Big Ben. You still have the weapons on the outside. You still have one of the best pass rushers in football, T.J. Watt. You still have Minka Fitzpatrick. They're going to get back. Trev, help me out. The linebacker towards ACL from Michigan. Oh, my man, D. Bush. Devin, Devin Bush, Bush, baby. He'll be back. From, he's one of, he's, he's so Michigan. Yeah. So don't do. Surprised don't do you don't have the Chargers in the top ten. I think they're talented enough. But I, you guys I, both love that Herbert so much. I guess you don't no, think he's going to win a lot of games, though. Shut it, What's he like, the Jacob DeGrom of football? 
No, he's the, here's this guy's awesome. He just doesn't my, win. <laughs> here's my thing about the Chargers, and this has been the Chargers since since I've been watching football. They've always had the most talent. It's just they don't execute. It doesn't it doesn't translate into wins. So I'm still on the fence with the Chargers. Everybody, that's their darling, their dark horse for a Super Bowl. I still want to see it. So I'm not putting the Chargers. Chargers are like in my top 15 teams, I would say. But I'm not putting. I'd them in the rather top. see Big Ben and his team in the top 10 than Jameis Winston. <laughs> You, you know what I mean? You have a hard time convincing me that that Jameis Winston is going to finish with his team in the top 10. Do you this know year. what I like? I think about our list. Hold on. We all have the 49ers. Love it. Love it. I, I was a little nervous putting the Niners on there, mm-hmm. and you guys jumped on me having the Niners there. Right no, off I had And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. shouldn't have done that. No, we did have them at nine. Oh, you didn't like that I had the Titans ahead of the Niners. Um, So, again, I'll tell you, my my question is the uncertainty at quarterback in San Francisco. We got Trey Lance on the back burner. He's the greatest quarterback prospect in history. I'm aware of that. And Kyle Shanahan Shanahan is a guru. Jace, I Um, know it was your birthday yesterday, and you probably might be still 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 the but yeah, whatever all, you were smoking yesterday is affecting your brain. James when hold on, dude, he took Jameis as his uh, fantasy guy, I think, one week last year, and Jameis didn't even end up playing. Hold on, here's here's the thing, Joe. If you're gonna say that Jameis is the MVP as an MVP candidate, spell his name right. Yeah, Jameis. It's, it's not Jamie's. Spell the and name also, right. it's an MVP candidate, not a. <laughs> And you look stoned in your profile picture. What else? (laughs) (laughs) So let's get. (laughs) Oh, so let's get over to our final portion of the day. We've been, like I said, the past couple of weeks, we've been inheriting Ted's favorites, his food specials. We've been wanting to get this going for years, but we finally are starting to do it. So this week is. Hey, apparently uh, Sander, Sander was Sander, with Hayes. Apparently, yeah, you were because <laughs> his name is Jace, not Hayes. Anyways, we're, <laughs> we're I love get, those guys, by the way. They're great. Uh, yeah. We're sponsored by Ted's Each. You can follow at Instagram and hopefully we can get him a Facebook page soon enough, or maybe even a show or feature of Ted's Each because, well, he's got some good stuff on that page and he goes around a lot of great food places. So I haven't gone really anywhere much. I've been saving you're, some money. You're getting lazy, bro. You're getting weak. Yeah. No, I'm He's saving money. I'm saving money, for, I'm saving money for some special thing I'm doing in two weeks. So. Oh yeah, I forgot some special thing. He's leaving the country, bro. He's leaving us, Joe. He's leaving us. He's taking his talents to bigger. And I'm better going things. to the most COVID place in the world, and I'm going to show the world that it's okay to be to be not afraid. I'm. I, I've been doing it. You right got here, it. Okay, now here we go. Let's go do my show. Let's go. Let's get into. We'll talk about it later. But we will be. Yes, there it is. Our top 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 five Italian dishes this week. And Ted will start off with you. Joe's already got a little cheating because he glanced at him. So there's Ted's top five Italian dishes. Ted, you know number one is going to be the same with me because I don't have no. I have no. uh, I ain't going to disagree with that one. Fettuccine Alfredo can't go wrong with that. Penny alla vodka. That's not how you spell Penny Alavaca. It's it's Ala. It's A L L A. So it's not Penny Al. No, look it up. I looked it up on some of the menus. That's exactly how they had it. I don't know about that. I was I, I don't know about that. Shrimp Parmesan, and then you picked it. See, I think you picked this one because you love it at Ludal's. Number five. I love it at I love it at a lot of places. Do you? Do you know what it is, Joe? Have you ever had it? 
Trio Saltambuca? Yeah. No. What is it? That? Oh, my them? God, Joe. You got the veal. You got the shrimp. You got the chicken covered with the barjuto and the mozzarella. Jeez. And you got the, the gravy or the sauce over the top with the linguine or the noodles. Oh, say goodnight. Me I'm already full. My belly's already full just <laughs> hearing about it. Joe, oh what, my do you think God. About this li- what do you think about this list? I think it's perfect. Wow. Is that a perfect, I really do. Is that a, ten, is that a perfect 10-10? Uh, this is the best list. This is the this is uh this is a, a stunningly good list. I regret some of my choices now. To be honest, oh, we're gonna, that's why we're going to go right into Joe's list right now because Joe, I think, is going to be uh, debating about this. So here is Joe's top five Italian dishes. I think number one, if you don't have spaghetti and meatballs in your top five, are you really an Italian? Yeah, because who the I don't want no spaghetti. If I'm going to the restaurant, I'm getting spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> This is, about, uh, this is at home. It could no, be, it this is, it it, could be this anywhere. At home thing. Any, yeah. It could be anywhere, bro. I mean, okay. for goodness sake, this is the same man that had talked so highly of coleslaw and put it at number five, and he had a Nardelli sub. So this man is putting anything okay. but, uh, This is my first problem. He doesn't have chicken parm. This is a guy that talks about the chicken parm Weathersfield sub. Yeah. And, he chicken parm. and he got chicken cutlet number one. That was his number <laughs> one sandwich when he did the subs. Right. Then, so, okay, I love the lasagna pick. I thought about that, too, over the trio. Of lasagna, salt and mom's lasagna. But I mom. never order lasagna when I go out. I only eat it when my mom makes it. Yep. Spaghetti and meatballs, I mean, come on, that's a homemade grade. That's like mac and cheese. It's It belongs. Lobster ravioli, love it. Get that brandy cream sauce to go with it. Fettuccine Alfredo, say goodnight. Add grilled chicken to that with some broccoli. And pizza, margarita. We're not talking pizza, Joe. We're talking Italian dishes. Yeah, but it's still a dish. <laughs> well, you, you should have been You could have the calamari. You went the calamari salad. I, I wish I had gone... Penny Alavaca at five is it's what I should have done, and I and I From do regret the choice. With, with, uh, chicken. So we're gonna give Joe a B. Give him a B. B minus even. Wow, you're even bashing your own. <laughs> yeah, the right, pizza so, margarita was a poor choice. So here we go. Here is my five. I like the top two. Here's my list. But here's my thing. How many times do you eat those dishes at home, lobster ravioli? No, not often. Uh, again, lobster ravioli, that's, I mean, when I go to my favorite Italian restaurant, that's oh, what okay. I'm getting. Oh, that's what oh I'm really? Getting. That's my, my number one. Wow, yeah, lobster you know, ravioli is my number one. So, you know what? I'm, I'm, one of these days, I'm, we're going to set it up. You and me, we'll have a business meeting. We'll write it off as a business meeting. We'll go, I'll take you to Ladal's. We'll get the trio salt and boca. For an appetizer, we'll munch on that. We'll get the lobster ravioli, and then I'll tell you what we got to get. The shrimp and scallops with pappardelle with the lobster oh, brandy wow. cream sauce. It's phenomenal. Say goodnight. Say goodnight. All right. And we'll have a couple of vodkas. Here's, I like here's it. My, here's my list. Chicken parm is number one. That was my Wait, last. Before are you a I, big Parmigiana fan? Just Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. Before I my last Even though he doesn't like Parmesan, Joe. Even though he Parmesan doesn't like cheese. I don't like Parmesan cheese. I don't like grated cheese. So explain this to me. He doesn't like grated cheese, but he likes Parmesan cheese. Okay, it's the same thing with your you had all your cheese on your um your sandwiches, but won't have Joe, go ahead, Joe. Won't have a bacon, egg, and cheese because this is a like, very parmesan heavy. I mean, you could have um, just made one, could have just been chicken slash shrimp slash eggplant. 
You put pizza margarita, bro. Fair enough. <laughs> so, I, like, the chicken parmesan, if I had to pick one meal before I died, it's going to be that meal. Shrimp parmesan, there's only one place that I really want shrimp parmesan, and Ted knows where that's at. That's at the Lock Great Lockdown in Clinton, Joe. So they get you get shrimp. You can get 50 shrimp, but you have to ask in Parmesan style. So it's perfect. It's a huge so, meal. If it could, it could be for a family. Oh wow! So let me, Joe, Joe, Joe. Let me explain this. How we do this. This is where we get our food stuff. All right. Let me save that video. Put that on my Instagram story. Put that on my Snapchat. Story. Yes, Sander. Olive Garden is a joke, and it's not true. It's not, it's not <laughs> yeah, I've never been to an Olive Garden before in my life. So I hear they've story. got great breadsticks. That's great. Olive Garden. No, I did not. Olive. You know, only because you brought home free food and I would be, you know, drunk and I need some late night food. Oh, don't let like the drunkness. You ate it. You loved it. Like, yeah, can you give me the chicken parm? Can you give me no, stop with your chicken patties. Can you get, the, can I get the, the tour of Italy they used to get? Ted used to always get the tour of Italy. I didn't get any of that crap. So stop with your nonsense. Okay, next. Fake news. Jeez. So, yeah, okay. Like you. Live in the wrong state. Um, with that being said, you know, this is how it is. When you go to the log cabin in Route One in Clinton, right? They have shrimp parmesan as a dinner. Now it's it's, but it's the jumbo shrimp parmesan style over the linguine with the marinara sauce. But you only get four or five. Now why would you subject yourself to only four or five when you can get fifty? So what my mom has turned into, in the fried seafood section, they have fried shrimp. Now fried shrimp, you get fifty fried shrimp, Joe, over French fries, fifty. But instead of getting fried shrimp, tell them to make it Parmigiana style, huh? With the marinara and the moots over the top. Now you get 50. Why have five when you can have 50? They already give you a free pound of ziti to go, that's on the house. Now you just pour it right over the ziti. Say goodnight. You got a dish. That's for the fam, bro. That's amazing. I love that. I love does that. No, does nobody like eggplant Parmesan? Eggplant in the top five? I love eggplant Parmesan, man. Over lasagna? Only mom's lasagna is not beating. That's it. I don't get It's like you, Ted. I don't, when's the last time you got lasagna at a dish? Lasagna, what the hell's the matter with you? Uh, uh, Joe, you know what's funny, though, Joe? He can't enjoy any of these foods down in that great state of Yo, Florida. Yo, I just went to get Italian food last night, and it was incredible. Yeah. It was incredible. It was a Cuban sandwich, buddy. That's what you were eating. You don't even know it. Oh, Trev came, came here. He was like, "My God, the food is so good up they there." Got, they got a specialty down here. They got a coleslaw specialty just for you, Joe. So I, I mean, come on. I love fettuccine Alfredo. That's the best fettuccine Alfredo. Spaghetti and meatballs. I love spaghetti and meatballs. It's classic. I don't want no spaghetti and meatballs. Ted, go uh, go have some penny al vodka. <laughs> That's speechless. I got him speechless. <laughs> so next week we're gonna do our top five. No, we're not. Oh, we're doing top food. Five, top oh. five Chinese dishes because we. I love Chinese food. Unless you guys got something, Ted. This is for you. You're this food guy, so you tell me what you want. Well, what do I want? I want a drink right now. What a what a nice. <laughs> <laughs> A nice umbrella, something like spritzy right now, sitting on the dock. I'm asking about food. Then you could go drink, you moron. Well, we could do top five drinks. 
Chinese food was good. I mean, last night I mixed in the general sauce with the uh, chicken and broccoli, pork fried I rice. Need, I don't need to hear it right now. now listen, Chinese food has to include everything. There's golden fingers, egg rolls have to be included because we can't just specialize. Yes. Egg yes. foo young and cow pow wing and, you know, fried cow chicken. Uh, yes, all that works. Top so are, you good with Chinese, are we good with Chinese dishes now? Chinese food? Oh, I would love that for sure. Also, whoever is saying in the comments, spaghetti and meatballs isn't from Italy, you're wrong. Uh, it was it's Italian immigrants in America that made it and only because well, his were last name is Sanchez. He knows. It's Sander. Sander, come on, buddy. Where'd you get this spaghetti? Came up with one that we should do down the line. Hold on. It's this fake one. news. Top five cocktails would be interesting. Problem is, how many cocktails do you drink, Trev? Mate, no, I drink one. One and only, baby. That's why I'm so damn handsome, because it got me all nice and trimmed. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of Ted's new look, Joe, by the way, before we end the show with uh, the, the naked mole rat look? It's fresh. <laughs> it's very fresh. You look, um, you look younger. You look fresher. You look happier and healthier. Joe, why don't you just take them out on a date? Why don't you go get some coleslaw together and sushi? Jeff, I'm, I'm not um, lying. Jeff, we've already talked about this. Me and Joe, we're going to set this up. He's going to come I down. Know you guys are. What we're going to do is Joe's going to come down early one day. We're going to go out to dinner at Ludal's, and then we're going to come back and watch the Yankee playoff baseball game. That's what we're going to do. You guys and, can come down to Florida first, and then we can, we can do that. Sure. why would we do that when we have everything we need here? No, in a couple months or not, you're going to be like, God, help me. <laughs> You're going to be having that winter. You guys are going to be pale. Bro, I don't know if you know this or not, but summer here started like a week ago. (laughs) I I got a feeling the seasons are off, that summer's going to last till December. That's great. And the fall's coming. I'll feel like I'm in Biden's basement. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to have snow in like April of next year, I bet. Yeah, a lot of that up here. A lot of snow. The way this world's going. Can't get yeah. snow in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back next week to discuss more New York Yankee baseball and some NFL. Like I said, we're going to be talking AFC next week, and then next Friday will be the NFC preview, followed by before the NFL season begins in less than 13 days, we'll have an NFL all preview. Winners, Super Bowl winners, division winners, we'll have records, and we will have MVPs of the NFL season. So a lot happening. Also, college football starts this weekend, so we actually have some live football going on. Here we go, boys. The boys of fall are all back, and I cannot wait. Good things are happening in sports. We'll be back next week. And to talk about our top five Chinese dishes we're going to be having, sponsored by Ted Seeds. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. To the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.